Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Aaron Folk, who'll be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hello, Aaron. Hi. Thanks for having me back. I'm be- Welcome back. Yeah. I know. I know. People are going to start come looking, looking for you here. <laughs> Matt Watson who? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, I, he is actually Master Watson, but, <laughs> but it depends who you ask. I, I refer to him as the other Matt. So, well, once again, welcome back, Aaron. Aaron is the CEO and founder of Lily and James Creative. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make marketing adjustments. And before we get too far into that, I want to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software development team quickly and affordably. How about that for marketing? I like that. You know that I like sponsorship. Yeah, well, I mean, I let let my own business sponsor the podcast, and that's uh, that that's a good thing. But you know, as I'm far gonna, as that, you're going to put a call to action at the end too, right? Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. You can that's actually it. find a link to FullScale.io in the show notes. So go down oh, there, click. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fancy, right? Mm-hmm. If if I if we weren't doing that, then we I do not deserve to be on a podcast talking about marketing at all. So. <laughs> So with that, and as the CEO of Lillian James Creative, you do a whole lot of marketing stuff. And we've talked about some of that in the past, but it's a brave new world. And with that and our ability as entrepreneurs to continue to adapt and survive, we make adjustments. So lots to talk about in that regard today. How much time do you have? <laughs> well, right. We started we started making a few notes before we hit record. And <laughs> after about one minute, it's OK, that's about all we need. Uh, you know, obviously, when when things change, you know, I, I've always I've had a long history of, of not making promises to people. I don't like making promises because you make promises. It makes it easy to break them. One thing I do promise people is that things will always change. Right. And we that is upon us now. So. I figured that when it came to marketing, I think a lot of people are having this uh, battle, this kind of coin toss, yes or no, up and down. Should I be marketing? Should I not? Is this the right time? How do I do it? All that. And we're going to get into that. But before we do that, do you want to let everyone listening know what you guys do at Lillian James Creative and where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So LillianJamesCreative.com, L-I-L-L-I-A-N. J-A-M-E-S, creative.com. So essentially, we just pivoted right before all of this happened to being a content deliverable company. So really being able to serve all size businesses on whatever you can dream up strategy-wise, we can make sure we get you, whether it be graphic design, video, uh, blogging. If you can think it, we can create it. I like it. So, and by the way, Full scale has been a client of Lillian James. Thank you for that help. So now in regards to a lot of the content or the different things that are going on out there, we mentioned that everyone is pretty much 
required to make some kind of adjustment or changes. What are you seeing right now as the most common adjustment or change that's needed to be made? So for my so for my world, it's been a little bit, I don't want to use the word exciting, but a little bit interesting because I feel like it's gotten easier over the years, but I've been doing this 10, 15 years and I've begged people to talk about digital marketing, right? And there's a lot of companies that just had their foot in the sand and said, we don't need it. And now all of a sudden, guess what everybody wants to talk about? Digital marketing. Yeah, sure. How important digital is. So uh, a lot of people all of a sudden are saying, okay, maybe it's time to look at our our social channels, our web presence, our online, our Google. What does our Google say? Um, we do all of that, our reputation management. They're starting to take a look at that and using now while well, there's time to get all that cleaned up. So going forwards, um, they're very easily found if anything like this were to ever happen again. So you're seeing a lot of people that are just actually saying, hey, I need to make the adjustment of actually paying attention to my online and social media presence? Yeah. I mean, I think more than ever, I think people started their Facebook pages, their Twitter pages, sometimes a LinkedIn page, and then it's just sat out there for a really long time. And maybe they yeah, just sure. if something exciting happens, but they haven't really used them as a way to communicate as a business. And now that is probably one of the top ways to communicate as your business. And one of the reasons that that is obviously, a, a, you know, we're trapped in our homes and social media and we can define, let's just define social media as the big players, you know, mm -hmm. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, there's some other, you know, some of the others, but LinkedIn, you know, Twitter. LinkedIn Twitter, right. And, and, and hilariously, we've got, we can't leave out TikTok right now because TikTok is grown by hundreds of percentages in the past four weeks. If you want to see really bad mixes of videos of people being shot in the face with the Startup Hustle money gun, the TikTok. Startup Hustle TikTok channel is for you. Yeah. TikTok yeah. has gotten very, very, very popular. And it was a little bit of what you and I talked about before this. Uh, people are looking for uplifting content right now. Right. And TikTok uh, gives that to you, right? It's all kind of funny, silly videos. And so they have grown hundreds and hundreds of percentages of both viewers and um, people that are making videos. Well, I think that's a great segue into the first uh, marketing adjustment to be considered. And that's your overall message and approach. Right. And yeah. you know, I, I think that, and I don't normally timestamp episodes, but I have been throughout this because this, the landscape has changed and changes so rapidly, but we're recording this on April 13th. And a month ago, your marketing message may have been completely different. 100. Yeah. Now, two weeks ago, it might have even been different. And now I think it's fair to say that people are tired of hearing the negative doomsday shit. Like, bring me, bring me something, something exciting or uplifting or just anything that doesn't involve disease. And quit text and quit. Um, putting out messages about working from home. We get it. We're all working from home. So to your point about two weeks ago, two weeks ago, putting out content from working from home, ideas, how to make it, da, 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 great. Now we're all sick of it, right? <laughs> so we're all working from home. We get it. No more working from home or, hey, here's the coronavirus. 
we need up. I, I I did enjoy the 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 thing that people were posting that said refer to your kids as your coworkers and and you know and and Matt Watson said something about well my coworkers are running around naked and one of them pooped in the shower or something <laughs> like that and I, yeah, yeah and I, there has been some some fun and interesting stuff yeah I I personally I've tried to kind of trend away from that. I think that there's been, uh, you know, just like overall, when it comes to your marketing message, I, I think that we're at a point where we can start trying to force some of it back into the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that anything that's like doomsday or like, you know, ah, do hurry up or you're going to miss out or, you know, like, don't die. I mean, I'm kind of over that myself. Um, I mean, unless you're selling like doomsday prepper supplies, then that might be the right message. But, you know, like overall, yeah. I got an email today from a promotional company and all of their stuff was, uh, it was very doomsday. It was the only thing I've seen recently that I like kind of doomsday only because it was send this to your clients to know you care about their well-being. And it was like hand sanitizer with your logo on it, masks with your logo on it, like super random things. And I was like, well, at least they're right on time, right? We actually had that discussion is because, uh, you know, in the at, at the full scale office, which is in Cebu City in the Philippines, there's a different approach. It's not, you know, here in the U.S. when I'm I, I prior to this, I would never see people walking around wearing masks. Right. I, that's very common in Asia. And it's usually it's not necessarily about vi- virus. It's about air quality. Yeah. Uh, but we, we had that discussion. We're like, do we need to order a bunch of full scale masks? Because um, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, getting someone to make them or build them is another thing. So I think overall, with your message and approach, I think that it's a, it's fair to say that you can start getting back to your normal message. Um, And like I said, unless you're selling something that's got that real FOMO quality, that fear of missing out or like endangerment or something that that goes with it. I mean, no one wants to hear about you selling gift certificates for your uh, your hair salon with the quotation of hurry up and buy this before you die. Right. You know, I mean, that's just like, I, I don't think that that puts people in, in the right buying mood. Now, when you talk about the approach, though, um, one of the things I've said a, a couple times in a few past episodes recently is it's, it's a good idea to put your your sales up when the wind is blowing. There are certain industries and companies right now that should are probably best to put their marketing spend back in their pocket. Well, so here's what here's my thought process. First of all, of saying getting back to normal, I don't think we're getting back to normal. I think we're getting to the new normal, right? Right. Sure. So if you're that hair salon, you are not open and you cannot see people. However, you can absolutely have the message of I want to stay in business so I can do your hair after this. Let's start buy a gift certificate and you can take my first appointment. You can take my second appointment, right? So you still have money coming in. That's not a message you would have done a month ago, but that's a message you would do now. So that's the new normal, right? Even for uh for my business. The way the way the way you approach that and the wording and the actual message of it should be like, hey, like a supportive, uplifting vibe, not like I'm gonna fucking die. Right. Our right, business right. is doomed. 
Uh, Send yeah. me money now and I might be in business later. You know, I think like, there's a lot of funny ways to say, you know, like just with women and their roots and stuff like that to approach that messaging wise. Right. But there's a there's all I think right now, one of the things that a lot of people are overlooking is there is still money flowing out there mm-hmm. and people want to support small business. So if you do not remind people that you're a small business then they won't really remember to support you necessarily, right? So putting in that messaging of supporting your small business uh, is not a bad thing because that's what people want. You know, one thing people in marketing always forget is a lot of times you have to tell your client what you want, right? You have to tell people what to do. And so putting that within your messaging and figuring out ways to pivot that messaging. So it's not necessarily back to normal, but it's the new normal for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And then, you know, the next thing that's going to go with the adjustments is you, you know, as your budget. I mean, that's, I mean, there, there are businesses right now that are popping and there's some that are at a complete standstill. And, you know, the question is, is, and now with that, there is some interesting opportunities. So, you know, we recently, uh, yesterday's episode was from a Facebook ad specialist who is who had with his clients had spent has spent a million dollars over the last week and okay. confirmed that CPC and uh, CPM are down 50% meaning the cost so there there's an opportunity there for some that, well, that could affect your budget as Facebook and Google both are about to give grants, right? To be able to use mm-hmm. there. So you can apply for grants. Now, uh, I have a strong suspicion that they're going to give those grants to people that have been their clients in the past. But understanding that if you now all of a sudden just turn it off completely, that could take you out of that running. So at least running something. But yeah, both Google, both Facebook have been um, insanely good. The other have been, the, the cost has been really good. The other thing is, is, Right now, the, every course in the world you can think about digital marketing, so the ones that cost thousands and thousands of dollars to take, they're all free right now. So like go to Digital yeah. Marketer and learn some of these traits, right? I get So I own an agency, but I know how expensive just the amount of money we spend in uh, professional development every year for employees is high, right? Now I'm seeing all those courses are free. So I am also making sure that even my employees take advantage of some of that. And there are things that people can be doing now while they have time. Yeah, and that's true. And now I want to I want to go back to the subject of the budget when it comes to the CPC, because a lot of people don't understand that that is just an auction. So when you remove a shitload of buyers from it, it drives the, the, there's less competition for that top spot, which invariably is going to affect the cost per click. And then when I used to, I hate, I, I just caught myself. I try not to use acronyms on the yeah. show and not define what they are. Cause some people know, but CPM cost per milla, which means what you are paying per thousand impressions. Mm-hmm. So I did just test this. Actually, I tested it on Instagram where we had, um, an ad that we had run for the podcast that, and it came in at, uh, at just at 58% of what it had cost before. Yeah. So here's the thing is you look at like the timing or the approach. So if I have a budget for that, I'm getting over 40% off. All I'm doing is trying to pick up new listeners for the podcast. Right. And so there's, so if I have the budget and the money available for that, that's a, that's on sale. 
Right. Because whether I pick them up now or whether I gradually pick them up between now and that price returning to full price, it's it's actually I'd rather have them now. Right. So there might be some opportunities for you. It depends on what you're trying to do. Um, you know, there are I mentioned on the flip side of that, though, you know, some companies it's like like you mentioned, like the hair salon that might be selling a gift certificate or something like that. I mean, if I was if I owned a travel company right now, I'd just be sitting I'd be sitting on my wallet. You know, I wouldn't. And, and while while some people want that and some people don't, like, I mean, here's the thing: is you just got to try it. I mean, it's test, test, test. But you know, budget is usually affected by past results. I think at this point, assuming that anything is correct about your prior cost of acquisition or conversion rates, you just throw that out the window because you mentioned there's like a new normal right. that comes with it. So, and that was one of the things I've I've talked a lot in the last probably 20 or 30 episodes about that largely in regards to uh, contingency planning. So like the lifetime value of a client, your ability to acquire new ones, their willingness to stay and churn, like all those numbers are gone. They're no, they're no good. You're going to, I mean, we're like at the beginning of a new timeline for establishing that and seeing how that goes. So, okay, so I'm going to tell a story here, and then I want to explain the story. Um, <laughs> I want to explain my thought process behind the story, because a lot of people are going to zone out when I tell this story, right? They're going to say, well, she's just saying that because she's an agency owner. But here's the deal. In 1920, during the last big thing like this, right, Kellogg's and Post were the two cereal companies. Post was the main one. Kellogg's was kind of just the no-name brand. Post actually stopped their marketing and Kellogg's doubled their marketing dollars, right? So Post had much bigger marketing dollars they were doing, but they stopped completely. And Kellogg's just doubled what little marketing they were doing. Kellogg's since then, for the past hundred years, since they doubled that marketing, have held the number one spot. This has happened with quite a few brands. If you really dive in, in 2008, a lot of companies went all in on their marketing and they now hold those number one spots. Post and Kellogg's, I like to tell just because it was a hundred years ago and kind of the same situation we're going through. Here's the deal. Yes, well, I would love for everybody to start calling agencies. The truth is a lot of people don't have the budgets. But if they don't have the budgets, they probably have the time, right? That means work has slowed down and they have the time. The nice thing about social and the nice thing about those courses that I just talked about is that even Harvard, even Harvard has marketing courses right now. You could literally go get some certificate from Harvard right now, right? The number one thing is that you either have the time or you have the money to invest in your marketing. So if you don't have the money, you have the time and you can still get ahead of uh, your competitors, people that are doing the same thing and figuring out your knowledge of it. You can still get ahead now if this is real, if you really believe that marketing is vital to growing your business. And I like, I obviously think that I see it every day. Right. But there's so many stories out there of people that just doubled down on their marketing. And there's, we are in a, we're in a lot better place than Kellogg's was because again, Facebook is a free, uh, for the organic, it's a free site to use. They're even saying, Hey, we'll give these grants for paid. Hey, you can go learn everything. You can mess around with it and you've got the time now. So I, I think hundred percent, everybody should be doing something in marketing, whether that's spending actual money or time, but they should be right now doing one. one of the Yeah. And I think that kind of supported my point with the brand part. Cause like mm -hmm. the, the startup hustle Instagram ad, that's a branding play, yep. you know, and, and that's, and, and you're right with that. And so you what you're referencing was the tail end of the, the Spanish flu and um, you know, and that, and, and 
by having uh, it was it was post that ended up in second place, right? Yep. Yeah. So you know, at the, at that point, that's probably it was probably a lot more affordable to advertise. So you oh, know, yeah. a branding a, the brand play is is it can be really strong. And like I said, that's that's how I looked at it. I ended up uh, I was getting uh, clicks to the to the to the podcast for twenty one cents, which any CPC at that tiny love i mean you're like what I mean, yeah. i'm never used to, to seeing convert conversions at that kind of level and you know like and then here's the thing is we had them running pretty cheap before right so to have a 40 percent off you know and that was the thing is like you know and now now i i mean i, I don't know it's just I, I didn't really dial it up a whole lot I don't really spend a whole lot of money promoting the podcast it's c- kind of got a, a little a little bit of uh, steam on its own in that regard but okay so you know we mentioned you know your message and your approach your budget and your timing can have a lot to do with it um, you know I think that uh, you know now now more than ever um, you okay there's a lot of e-commerce businesses and places like that that in the past have kind of waved a white flag when trying to compete with Amazon, who is very well documented as being overloaded, your prime delivery is not coming same or next day, right? The same way it did before that presents some opportunity. And that's another that's another situation where you can really create some direct sales and stuff like that. I think another thing that I wanted to support was, you know, you, you mentioned that, well, first off, your company helps people create marketing strategy. So someone could contact you right now and you can help them create a plan for how they can get their own stuff moving forward with the spare time they might have. Yep, for sure. Um, Yeah, for sure. I was going to tell you too, uh, just understanding that layout, right? So LinkedIn right now is not cheaper on their ad space, Okay. right? But what we're seeing is that more of the actual decision makers, the big time decision makers are spending more time on LinkedIn than ever. So the organic is crazy. It's better than it usually is, right? And LinkedIn's pretty good organically. So yeah, just having that strategy and understanding your, um, your, the layout of your industry, I think is really important. I, you know, this whole concept of extra time due to quarantine, not for me, man. I, I, shit. I, I I went from being like super busy to like forget about it, um, and some of that I'm finally like emerging from. But a lot of it had to do with just like I mean I've had to basically completely retool and replan the company because uh, much like I mentioned, any any budgets, any projections, any of that stuff, you know. And and you know I've had this conversation with so many people that always when I talk to my business peers and friends, oh, well, how are you doing? Right. Uh, we we have a just like I told you right before we hit record. Well, we took a couple dents, but yeah. we're still moving forward, and you know, starting to see that that go forward. You know, in in Congress with the approach that we take, I think one of the things that you have to be careful of when it comes to your marketing adjustments is also are you able to service a client the same way that you that you might have in the past and. And we're, we're in this different, this different feel in reality. Now on, on the flip side of that, if you, what, okay, I have seen more new podcasts come out, YouTube channels, people doing live. I mean, forget about it. And the great part is the bar 
for the quality at which you are producing the content Mm -hmm. is at an all time low people. So if you were worried that you didn't have the right, the right, anything you do, you do because everyone's at home. Well, except for me with the iPhone special, I just happen to have a lot of content creation (laughs) toys. Yeah, Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, me but, too. But, me too. <laughs> yeah, but but that's We're not thing. normal. <laughs> but well, but everybody, if you have a modern smartphone, you have the ability to create to make these marketing adjustments and get your stuff out there. I'll give you a couple tips. Like, let's say you sell products, make some videos, man. Make just make some simple demos. Talk about your stuff, like. I am going to eventually, before quarantine is over, make a video that I will show everyone my very extensive collection of gold sneakers. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I have I have waited three years to do that and had a lot of requests, and I will eventually do that. But you know, like, like I said, the uh, the overall people, you know, we're all in the same situation. It's like you said, don't talk about working from home. It's like we're all doing it. Well, but people understand those limitations, you know, and it's like, uh, um, you know, it's, I, I talked to my dad yesterday and I FaceTimed him with my kids for Easter and he's like, man, your hair's getting long. I was like, yup. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like, I mean, you can, you can look how you look and, and on some levels it might actually be very relatable. I have a story about your hair, not about your hair, but about my hair, (laughs) about your hair. Most people don't tell stories about my hair. So, and I wish I knew the channel. You can Google and it comes right up. But there is a man who had already made some how to cut your hair with clipper videos before this. Uh, and he, that he's actually, popular. He's like one of, one of the few people that didn't get laid off from his job. Um, however, he is now making a week since COVID started, since we all started staying home, is now making a week his yearly salary off those YouTube videos because his channel just popped, right? So essentially, I think that the whole point is, one, how-to videos are doing good, but two, getting ahead of things is the marketing game. So right now, if you have time and you start this YouTube channel or you start a podcast, and then when we all go back to normal life and you stop it, you're going to find yourself in this exact same place the next time anything happens, right? The content being consistent in um, coming out and staying on top of it, whether you're in best case scenario, worst case scenario is the number one priority when it comes to marketing. So, and I'll share a story as well. So many of you may or may not know, I worked in the musical instrument business for almost a decade and people would, you know, I would, I've talked to, it was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, I started in that industry and I would talk to, talk to people all the time. They're like, well, I, I bought a guitar and then I quit. And in the end, they would say, I, you get down to the real reason they quit. And it's because they weren't good right away. Right. <laughs> right. And guess what? Nobody is good right. right away. Some people are slightly better right, right away, but nobody is just good right good away. And, and then also it's the lack of ability to stay consistent. So, you know, the, one of the things is, is I would, I would, I realized I started talking to people and they'd say, well, they, well, I quit. I said, where did you keep your instrument? And they're like, well, I put it in the closet or I put it under the bed. Well, out of sight, it's out of mind. Right. You can't be that. You can't do that with your own marketing message and content. Like we just published the 300th episode of Startup Hustle. And I've used this as an opportunity to move us to a five day a week publishing, which by the way, for a podcast is aggressive. 
Right. You know, most people do a weekly show at best. They right. don't, they aren't doing five days a week, but it's you, you commit to that level and then create a cushion for yourself. Don't just fire off all your cannons right away. And, you know, like, I mean, I've got, I, I mentioned, I don't like to timestamp shows because at some point we, it, you know, back before all this, at one point you'd come into the studio and you'd record with us and it, you, you were waiting three or four weeks for your show to come out. Yeah. And, you know, thank God I had all of those episodes um, because when I almost got stuck in the Philippines, that's what we were burning through. And I was out of episodes and I was like, shit, what do I need to do? And that's when I recorded my, my six part Corona diaries, which by the way, are coming up on like 10,000 listens for the wow. whole series. I know, I know. And it was just like, and it was, I don't know, it was topical and it was relevant at the time. Now I realized after I did those, like I wanted to very much wrap that up because it was topical at the time, but I wanted to get moving. I didn't want to, I, I, I want to talk about shit other than coronavirus and you get back into a long time of coronavirus diaries. If you would have committed to daily ones, you do like what? 42 of the coronavirus. Well, that's the thing is I realized I was like, this probably ain't going away anytime soon. I don't want to be like a Corona, a coronavirus the whole new business thing. program. Yeah. And, and some of it, and we've, you know, but, but you talk about the message and the change and the timing and all of that is, is I've even wanted to move, you know, obviously this is, it's a subject that's a, affecting all of us and it's relevant, but, you know, like I said, it's, is I, I've, I, I think as an entrepreneur, you oftentimes get punched in the face and then you have to kind of, your head snaps back. And when you, everything comes back into view, you can either swing, come out swinging, or you can just keep getting punched in the face. Right. So you gotta, you know, get moving and, and try to figure out when and where there's a pocket that you can go through. And, and I, I like to always offer real life examples. Like I've been recording more podcasts. Why? Because this is very in and out. Right. Like this is very like, and you've come to the actual studio, which is a little more involved. Most people are there a little early. Sometimes we sit around a little longer and talk. It's pretty easy to keep it concise and, and record these. Some, it, it's not as much uh, of a time commitment to do multiples. Another thing too is with like at full scale, you know, we have some, you know, have our own marketing department and we stepped up the amount of blog content. So the blog comes out five days a week. Nice. And when it comes to art, like podcasts and written content, we look at all these as assets. So we are stockpiling marketing assets. Yep. And the more of those we stockpile, like some of those articles, they do really well. And then some of them, eh? right. but they keep piling up. It's visit after visit after visit. And, you know, if you go to fullscale.io and check out the blog, I mean, in the last 12 months, we've had 200,000 unique visitors, none of which were from paid advertising. Pretty good. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is I'm hoping a year from now to say 300 or 400, you just yeah. have to keep piling it on. And, and, you know, one thing we didn't mention is this is what well, we kind of did at the beginning. This is a good time to go back and tune up some of your old content, you know, just because you published a blog article doesn't mean that it's forever done. You can go back, you can improve it. Like we've shit in the history of the full scale blog, we've gone through and, and tuned things up and you know, we've got a couple hundred articles in there at this point. So we start with the top 20 
the ones that get the most traffic, we improve them. We uh, put new podcast embeds. We might add content. It just, I don't know. Just, I mean, it's a good place to start. There's definitely no reason to not be doing anything. And understanding your an- analytics. So, you know, know which ones, um, as far as not, there is no reason to not be doing anything. Uh, I don't think that you know this, but my 13 year old, he's a, he's a theater kid. And so their big musical that they all just auditioned for got canceled, right? Cause of COVID. And so he, he called a couple of his theater friends. They've just been FaceTiming and they decided to just do a podcast about theater. And they actually started a podcast. I think they've only had three episodes, but they started an Instagram channel and a podcast and they're averaging, I mean, not a ton. I think they've had like 300 listens total between the three episodes, but for three 13 year olds, that's, that's not bad. Nobody has any excuse not to do it because they figured it all out on their MacBooks and their iPhones. Right. So everybody can do this stuff as long as they want to. So I'll give you an example, uh, uh, some supporting uh, um, love here. So when when Startup Hustle had first started to gain traction, I asked one of my friends who's legitimately a rock star. I was like, dude, at what point is this successful or do I have a lot of downloads? And he literally gave me the plainest and best response ever. At whatever point you feel successful. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it's beautiful because, well, well, that's the thing is you mentioned, okay, so you look at at three 13-year-olds that have 300 downloads on three episodes. When it comes to things like a podcast or a video or anything you publish, would it be, would they have been excited to give that presentation or that speech to a hundred people? Yeah. Well, then they did. I mean, they, they were did. excited that it got approved on Apple, right? Yeah, well, right. But so then, like, for them, but then you have- but that is the equivalent of, of speaking to a hundred people. And sometimes people don't really wrap their arms around that. Cause I, I know a lot of people that do podcasts and a lot of uh, you know, they, like I said, they're kind of like the person that quit guitar cause they weren't good right away. They're like, well, I, I made like six episodes and I only had like 400 downloads. And I, and, and, and so I just didn't think it was that great. I'm like, did you think you were going to, be Joe Rogan after a week, you know, and, and that's the thing is it's a big sea of content out there. And another thing too, that affects download numbers is I've got 300 episodes. We get a new listener. Maybe they go back and listen to a hundred episodes along the way. Those run your numbers up a whole lot. You're never going to have a shitload of downloads or people, you're not going to show up anywhere or keep anyone if they run out of content after episode six. Right. And you know, the, the idea that it, it really just depends on what you're doing. Like some categories of, of content are remarkably more popular and broader and easier. Like, here's the thing for, I, for startup hustle, I got to get people that are interested in business and entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's, I mean, my wife does not listen to this show. <laughs> I like it. She's like, she's like halfway through like her second episode after <laughs> two and a half years. And one of them was about the sex coach. <laughs> yeah. So like, that was like, but my point is, is that was the only topic uh, that appealed that yeah. would seem mildly interesting enough. So, you know, when you look at, at your views or your, and then other things too, is like, be, be appropriate to the medium. Like we, I've had some people that like, I went to your, the startup hustle YouTube channel. It doesn't look like you get a lot of views. I'm like, cause people don't go to YouTube to listen to a podcast. Right. We publish it there just cause we have the mechanism. It's like part of our assembly line. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, but it does, I mean, we get thousands of listens every day 
through the appropriate medium, right. which is podcast aggregators, you know? Right. So, and then by the way, the, the startup hustle podcast or the startup hustle podcast, YouTube right now is even more boring because we don't have our video component the same way we did. It's like, a, it's just like a picture of me smiling and Aaron <laughs> smiling today. So, but some people do like to ingest that yeah. through YouTube, but it's not, it's nowhere near as common. It's not where people are going to find us. So, but I do want to say, we're talking YouTube right now. If people are listening to this right now, if you, if you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, this is the time YouTube's numbers are way, 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 way up right now. Yeah. Well, I right. Agree. I mean, and that's the thing is everything's up right now. And right. I, I don't and know, man. Like I, crazily I, higher than anything but TikTok. Yeah. Well, TikTok is now, now, but being back to, okay, if you are a company that sells products for senior citizens, TikTok might not be the right medium for you. That's true. Yeah. But if you sometimes think that the adult child is, there's a lot of families doing TikTok right now because they're all stuck. Yeah, sure. And the kids That's have talked them into it. Right. So if I'll you're, ask if my coworkers if they want to make a TikTok video then. <laughs> Yeah, you should do. I have I have a friend from high school. They've got five kids or something, and they're doing a TikTok video every day. And it's I mean, it's popped off. It's it's pretty good. If I teach my daughter how to do TikTok, that's probably all she'll do. She's like she's bound for some kind of social media fame. She's got she's got she's got that gene. Um, I just want to be able to I want to I don't want her to believe at at five and a half that that's the future. But maybe it is. I don't know. There's a you know, that's the, that's the whole thing. By the way, I'm going to give you an advice, some advice when it comes to creating a YouTube or any kind of, of content. Um, my book editor, the I've had the same editor for all three books that I've written. His name's Patrick Price. Um, Patrick always says, you have to lead with a need, meaning don't have a 30 second intro like we do on the Startup Hustle right. podcast, YouTube, but you know, you got to get right after people. And that's part of what you're messaging. Hey, are you stuck at home? You know, that's, that's, a, yeah, you are. Or you could stuck at home question mark, try this, you know, and that's, and, and just remember, you know, keep, keep it brief, keep it basic. As far as adjustments go, like I love, I, I just, everything about me as a grassroots marketer, I don't, um, it says the guy to the marketing agency, but, <laughs> but there's a, well, but that's what we do. Well, it's what I I've been doing for 10 years, everything from the podcast to the blog, to all of it is, you know, it now here's the thing. That's a slow play. So if you're making some adjustments and you're trying to consider doing new things, you're not going to write three blogs and have 200,000 visitors in a year. It's just not going to happen. You got to keep going after it. It's just like building a Lego castle. You just keep snapping a piece on, you snap another piece on, you snap another piece on. So Aaron, as we, as we round out yet another episode of Startup Hustle, which is brought to you by Fullscale.io, where we can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, what would you like, how would you like to close out the episode? What kind of founder or marketing or any kind of advice can you give our listeners about making market adjustments in this interesting time? Yeah. So I, there, there's a quote, I can't tell you who said it and I'll probably mess it all up, but there's, it was probably me. <laughs> there's a quote that said the best time was last year or the year before the next best time is right now to start. Yeah. 
so just to start, I do, can I do a little plug? I do do, a, I do do a live marketing show every week on Wednesdays on LinkedIn where I answer people's questions. So I've been pushing people to do marketing and then they get stuck on something and they don't know where to turn. So I've been doing that show every Wednesday at 1.30 um, answering questions. So people are coming up with all sorts of questions. But what I know from doing that show, because it gets a couple thousand uh, live watches at, the, at a time, is that your competitors are looking at their marketing. So if you're not looking at it, you're even farther behind. So you need yep. to start now. So I think that's my number one piece of advice is just start. And by the way, if you're going to find Erin Folk on LinkedIn, she spells her name like a dude. <laughs> I do. A-A-A-R-O-N, uh -huh. which I have a lot of appreciation for because my daughter's name is Dylan. Yeah. And D-Y-L-A-N not, is not usually the context in which the female version of Dylan and that's what my wife wanted. And I was like, hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> She'll like I'm it when she's older. It. She'll hate you. Because I, yeah, I know. Because I know it's just like a stupid, like sexist world. So sure, make her make her look like a dude on paper if that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. So, you know, I, I think as as I close out, and Aaron, thank you once again yeah, uh, for taking the time. Uh, once again, Aaron Folk, CEO founder of Lillian James Creative. You can go to lillianjamescreative.com. That's L-I-L-L-I-A-N, jamescreative.com. Also, Aaron, I've seen your uh, your your weekly on LinkedIn. That's 1.30. That's Central Time for those of you all around the world. Um, that's A-A-R-O-N-F-U-L-K, Aaron Folk. And you can see many, many examples of how to spell that in our show notes. I <laughs> I think when it comes to marketing adjustments, I mean, I, I've always said this, my, my marketing formula is really sim simple and straightforward. It's three words, test, 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 mm -hmm. you know, like this is a good time to test some things and see what works. And, you know, like, I mean, do it, fail fast, do it quickly and see what's working. Um, I can, you know, I have a lot of experience and with CPC and I can tell when something is going to be successful early or not. Right. Um, I can, I can just tell, I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. So, you know, like I said, you just gotta, you just gotta keep testing. You gotta uh, try to, you know, revise the message. Don't be afraid to, to take a chance, keep it tasteful right now. That's a good idea. But, you know, overall, um, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity uh, when things are on sale and they, and they certainly are right now. Don't use words. I will give this one tip. Don't use words um, that could be linked with coronavirus, like coronavirus, COVID, contagious, virus, sick. Those types of words in any of your marketing right now, because they are they've got busy algorithms blocking that stuff. They're computers. Mm -hmm. So even if you just say you use contagious and you're not talking about the coronavirus at all, but the word contagious right now is a, a word that's getting blocked. So just make sure you're, when you're saying keep it tasteful, making sure that you understand what words right now, um, the algorithms also will push through. Yeah. That mess that once again, back to that messaging, trying to get around to a more positive world. All right. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.